Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, President Biden hits the road to sell his agenda and push for trillions in spending on day 100 of his presidency. The president of the United States. He's made his pitch to Congress. Now he's making his case in Georgia, a state he flipped in the election. As there's new evidence, the U.S. economy is quickly recovering from the pandemic. Plus, the new momentum for police reform. Open for business. New York City set to fully reopen on July 1st. And you're going to want to hear what Dr. Anthony Fauci says about a rollback in restrictions for the fully vaccinated. College hazing death. A 20-year-old dies after allegedly being forced to drink nearly a bottle of liquor. Now eight young men are charged with his death. Banning menthol cigarettes, the FDA's new push to get 20 million Americans to kick the habit. How soon they could be pulled from the shelves. Military sexual assault overhaul, a new push from Congress to change how cases are handled in the armed forces. Our service members and our survivors deserve nothing less. Russian aggression, our 60 Minutes interview with the Secretary of State. What is Putin up to? Severe storms bring softball-sized hail, destroying homes and cars in the south. Dog nappers arrested. The breaking news in the case of Lady Gaga's stolen French bulldogs. And the legendary American music venue paying tribute to the everyday heroes of the pandemic. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with President Biden's all-out push to get Americans to buy his ambitious new agenda after trying to sell it to Congress in his first address to lawmakers overnight. Mr. Biden is spending his 100th day in office 
out of the office on the road tonight at a rally in Georgia. He's trying to convince the public of his plan to spend trillions of dollars on social programs, including universal pre-K and physical infrastructure, such as roads and bridges. But with such a slim majority in Congress and Republicans already saying they won't support most of his proposals, Mr. Biden needs the American people behind him. Still, the president's Get America Back on Track tour comes as there are new signs tonight that the economy is quickly recovering and that the pandemic is beginning to subside. And all of which seem to put Mr. Biden in a good mood today, even stopping to pick a dandelion for the first lady as he worked to pick up votes for his own plan. Well, CBS's Ed O'Keefe is traveling with the president tonight in Duluth, Georgia, and is going to lead off our coverage. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Nora. As you said, just 100 days on the job, and President Biden's back out on the campaign trail, holding yet another socially distant rally with 300 carloads of supporters in a critical swing state. This time, he's not trying to convince Americans to vote for him. He's trying to convince Americans to tell Congress to vote for his plans. While marking his first 100 days tonight, President Biden's now focused on the difficult task ahead, rallying the public behind his due spending plans as congressional Republicans show no signs of cooperating. There's not a single thing, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, there's not a single thing we can't do when we do it together. The president's touting success on COVID, with vaccinations topping 143 million and fresh numbers showing the economy's nearly back to pre-pandemic levels. But in nearby Marietta, Georgia, reviews on the president's first 100 days are mixed. I believe he's doing an excellent job. I think it's always good when you can take the credit for your predecessor or when you can blame everything on your predecessor. Nationwide, our CBS News poll found viewers of the president's address Wednesday night mostly liked what they saw. The American Jobs Plan is a blue-collar blueprint to build America. That's what it is. But Republicans made it clear today they're not impressed with the president's trillions of dollars of ideas. He is spending us into oblivion, into bankrupting this country. One sign of hope for the Biden agenda, bipartisan talks got underway today on police reform as George Floyd's family lobbied senators and aides at the White House. We've all seen the knee of injustice on the neck of black Americans. Now's our opportunity to make some real progress. The president wants the issue resolved by the anniversary of Floyd's death next month. I'm not thinking about deadlines. I'm thinking about getting this done as quickly as I possible. Back in Georgia, the president and first lady paid a visit to Jimmy and Rosalind Carter, the former president, now the longest living one, at the age of 96. Once he's off the stage here tonight in Georgia, it's back to the White House, then on to Pennsylvania tomorrow, another critical battleground state where he's set to focus on his new plans to rebuild the nation's roads and rails. Nora? Ed O'Keefe of the president in Georgia, thank you. We're going to turn now to the COVID pandemic because tonight millions in the Pacific Northwest are facing new shutdowns, including an indoor dining ban as cases rise at an alarming rate. But in the east, America's largest city is making plans to fully reopen. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. Tonight, the Big Apple could be back in a big way. We are ready to bring New York City back fully on July 1st. In just two months, New York City's restaurants, theaters, and stadiums will be allowed to reopen at 100% capacity. You've gotten vaccinated. You've done so much to fight through this crisis. But across the country, there are worries tonight about the decline in vaccinations. Nearly 62% of adults are still without a shot. 
The risk is being felt in Washington state, the first to be hit when the pandemic began, now seeing another surge with hospitalizations up 15 percent. In neighboring Oregon, hospitalizations are up 18 percent. The governor there now extending the state of emergency for another 60 days, saying lives are at stake as the battle with vaccine hesitancy continues. We're sort of at a vaccine cliff where supply is outweighing demand. What's happening? You know, we knew that this would happen eventually when the vaccine first rolled out. One was the last mile, getting the vaccine to the locations it needed to be so that it could be given to people. And during that period, we had many more arms that wanted vaccine than vaccine was available. Now it's no longer the last mile. It is solely down to the last inch, getting the needles in people's arms. Back in New York, beginning today, anyone 16 and over can walk into a vaccination site for a shot. (laughs) Perhaps no dose more welcomed than the one received by Christina Paz in Staten Island, vaccinated by the nurse she credits with saving her life while she was hospitalized with COVID. It's not who I was expecting to love the person, you know, that helped me so much. She was so, so sick. I was just so excited to be the one to uh, give you a second vaccine to, you know, move on from this horrible uh, year that we had. Dr. Anthony Fauci said today to expect new guidance for fully vaccinated people in the coming weeks. He also said he believes COVID-19 will be under control within this year. Nora. All right, Nikki Batiste. Thank you. In North Carolina tonight, the Watauga County Sheriff's Department is mourning two deputies who were ambushed by a gunman and killed on Wednesday when they entered a home to check on a family that hadn't been seen or heard from. Well, after a day-long standoff, police discovered three more bodies inside the house, including the gunman's. In Ohio tonight, eight young men are facing criminal charges in the death of a 20-year-old student at Bowling Green State University. Officials say it was the result of a booze-fueled fraternity hazing party, a problem that has plagued colleges for decades. We get more now from CBS's Moholengi. Tonight, prosecutors announced the indictment of eight current and former Bowling Green State University students for a hazing ritual that went too far. The result of this event was catastrophic. The young men were charged in the death of 20-year-old sophomore Stone Fultz. The charges include involuntary manslaughter, hazing, and failure to comply with underage alcohol laws. The autopsy indicated that Stone died from fatal alcohol intoxication during a hazing event with a blood alcohol content of 0.35, over four times the legal limit. It happened last month at a hazing ritual held by members of the Pi Kappa Alpha fraternity where Foltz consumed the equivalent of nearly 17 shots of alcohol. Do you see his chest rising up and down? No, not right now. Okay, and he's blue? Yeah. Okay, then he, there's a good chance he's not breathing. After three days in the hospital, Foltz was taken off life support. Sherry Foltz spoke with her son on the night of the party. And he had said to me... Um, yeah, we have a drinking ritual that we have to go to, and I'm not looking forward to it. What, what does peace and justice look like? To us, it's to, you know, hold those accountable for what has happened. Well, the maximum penalty one of the suspects faces is up to 11 years in prison. Meanwhile, the prosecutor's office here says they may charge even more people in Stone's death. The fraternity has been permanently banned from the campus. Nora. All right, Mola Lange, thank you. 
Well, tonight the FDA is signaling it wants to put pe- it wants people to put out those menthol cigarettes once and for all. About 20 million Americans smoke that type of cigarette. CBS's Ben Tracy explains why the Biden administration is trying to ban the mint-flavored tobacco. A big move tonight in the battle against big tobacco. The FDA says its proposed ban on menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars will help save lives, particularly among those disproportionately affected by these deadly products. Menthol chilled. The FDA says menthol with its cooling sensation and flavored cigars make it easier to start smoking and harder to quit. Menthols make up 40% of the cigarette market. They are the choice of 85% of black smokers compared to just 30% of whites. For decades, tobacco companies targeted menthols to black communities. This is a marketing strategy of the tobacco industry. Philip Gardner has been trying to get menthols banned since 2008, but Big Tobacco always won. You have a um, product that is worth $70 billion a year. Um, And so what if it disproportionately kills black folks? They're dispensable. In a statement, the parent company of Philip Morris says science and evidence does not support such a ban. Her lungs had collapsed. Six foot of the poet lost her mom to smoking menthols. She takes on tobacco executives in this spoken word poem. How could you say that tobacco doesn't kill? If we could at least save one person or get one person to put a cigarette down, for me, that that would mean the world. Now, the FDA's decision does not immediately ban menthol cigarettes or flavored cigars. In fact, it's a process that could take years, and nor the tobacco companies are expected to fight it. All right, Ben Tracy, thank you. Well, tonight there's rare bipartisan support in Congress to change the way that the military handles cases of sexual assault by removing commanders and putting independent investigators in charge. We've reported extensively on this, and CBS's David Martin looks at a shocking case that shows why so many want this change. Staff Sergeant Randall Scott Hughes is a serial rapist who got away with it time and again, even after Leah Ramirez reported him to Army investigators in 2017. I thought that they were going to put this man behind bars so that he couldn't hurt nobody else. And what did happen? Nothing. Leah is a civilian, but her husband, Staff Sergeant Arnie Ramirez, worked for Hughes at Fort Bliss, Texas. She says Hughes raped her at a Super Bowl party after her husband passed out. He assaulted me um, first in the backyard, and then he drug me through my home, and then assaulted me again in the bathroom. The next morning, she went to the military hospital and later reported it to the Army's Criminal Investigation Division, CID. Help me understand what you remember about it. Agents videotaped their interview with her and gathered evidence. Did Army CID ever tell you what they had concluded? They found probable cause that he did rape me. But Hughes's commander at Fort Bliss opted not to bring charges. Instead, Hughes was issued a letter of reprimand. In the military, decisions to prosecute sexual assault are left to the chain of command. Thank you to my colleagues. And Today, a bipartisan group of senators introduced legislation to give that power to an independent prosecutor. We owe it to our service members to do more to prevent these crimes and to properly pr- prosecute them when they occur. As for Sergeant Hughes, he continued with his Army career and raped again. What finally uh, caught him up? His daughter, his 14-year-old daughter, she reported that he had raped her. They started looking, and they found five five victims, I believe. In March of this year, Hughes pleaded guilty to a string of assaults dating back to 2015 
and was sentenced to 13 years. There wasn't enough years that they could give him that would ever fix what he had done to me. Ramirez, whose spine had to be fused after her rape and requires a service dog, wants other victims to speak out. I couldn't tell you how many people have reached out and said that, you know, I was sexually assaulted and we told the military and nothing happens. And I want to make sure that people know that if I'm willing to do this, if I'm willing to stand strong, I want others to know that they don't have to be quiet. David Martin, CBS News, Alliance, Ohio. Incredibly brave, and hopefully Ramirez telling her story is going to convince others to come forward, and we will continue to report on this incredibly important issue. All right, some news tonight from the State Department. Secretary of State Antony Blinken tells us he will head next week to Ukraine, which has been shaken by a menacing buildup of Russian troops on its border. We asked Blinken about it in a wide-ranging 60 Minutes interview. President Putin has amassed a very large force at the border with Ukraine, more than 100,000 troops. What is Putin up to? You're right. There are more forces massed on the border with Ukraine than at any time since 2014, when Russia actually invaded. I can't tell you that we know um, Mr. Putin's intentions. There are any number of things that he could do or or, or choose not to do. What we have seen in uh, the last few days is apparently a decision to pull back some of those forces. And we've seen some of them, in fact, start to pull back. Well, our interview with Secretary of State Antony Blinken will air this Sunday on 60 Minutes. All right, tonight there's lots of cleaning up to do in Oklahoma and Arkansas after a round of severe storms blew through. Some neighborhoods were completely swamped by about six inches of rain, which flooded with flooded homes and washed out roads. Norman, Oklahoma, was blasted by 70 mile an hour winds and huge chunks of hail that smashed windows at a car dealership. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In Los Angeles tonight, three people are charged with attempted murder for allegedly stealing two of Lady Gaga's French bulldogs at gunpoint in an brazen attack that was caught on camera in February. Remember that? The singer's dog walker was shot and the thieves took off with her prized pets. Well, another man and the woman who later returned the dogs, guess what? They're also charged. Well, the dog, the dog walker survived the attack. Now to this, China just made a big move in the space race. Today, it launched the first stage of what will become its own orbiting space station. It will be smaller than the International Space Station, but it should be complete and ready to accept a crew by the end of next year. All right, tonight, flocks of migrating birds are causing problems from Australia to California. Thousands of these birds have flooded the streets of New South Wales in search of food. And in Torrance, California, it was like a scene out of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds when more than 800 migrating birds invaded their home, this home, look at that, through a chimney. One of America's most stunning concert venues just reopened for large events. It also marked a major milestone by honoring the performers who've kept music 
and hope alive. Here's CBS's Janet Chamlin. Colorado's Red Rocks Amphitheater offers spectacular views of starry skies. Stars on stage two, some of the biggest names in music. But not last night as the iconic venue celebrated 80 years and its reopening. Raditya Mulati, he's 11, was center stage. I knew that famous people have performed there and I was super excited. Every performer, a relative unknown, but not unimportant. Emily Wortham. Each has shared their music during the pandemic. Emily Wortham, a Colorado nurse, sang to her critically ill COVID patients. Maybe it would give them some sort of comfort, some sense of humanity when they're feeling all alone in the COVID ICU. The limited audience just as unique, frontline workers. And a moment that's become tradition in this area. The nightly howl, thanking those who serve. The gift of music from humble stages to the biggest stage of their lives. Janet Shamley, CBS News. Looks like a good concert. A chance meeting with a stranger brought comfort to a grieving child. Why the family believes it was fate. CBS's Steve Hartman has that story tomorrow. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.